to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 238 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. We are 10 for 11. That's pretty freaking sweet. How much longer will uh, that trend, uh, the parody, continue? I'll talk about that. Got your feedback and all that and more coming up on this week's show. Uh, man, uh, let's start off uh, r- real quick. Uh, so, so sad that, uh, you know, the passing of uh, Eric McClure uh, a couple days ago, you know, who would have thought, uh, you know, bummer, so early in life and all that kind of stuff. It, it's uh, totally sad. And man, uh, if, if you haven't seen the obituaries posted on uh, jayski.com and, and just some great words there and all that kind of good stuff uh, posted about him, his life, his family, all that good stuff. Uh, well, not good stuff, but good stuff about him in terms of celebrating uh, his life and, and all that. And man, just, you know, tough for the sport when something like that happens. And, uh, you know, it just uh, makes you step back and uh, put things into perspective. Uh, that's for sure. Um, all right. Let's uh, keep going here and, and uh, brighten things up a little bit. Uh, man, the weather here in Metro Detroit still cannot make up its mind. And you'd think after 38 years, uh, I would be used to all that. But uh, all of us Midwesterns can relate to uh, spring fever. You go from the uh, cold winter months to 40 to 50 degrees, and you get teased with a beautiful 75-degree day in March a couple times in April. And, you know, here we are, May now, can't believe it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still nasty out. But this weekend... We got some of that teasing and had a great weekend. Got a round of golf in on Saturday. One of my personal bests, which seemed to be happening more and more, which was great. Uh, I will gladly take three birdies and six pars through 18 holes. Uh, broke 90, which is freaking awesome. Uh, got rid of those couple eights I had a couple weeks ago. So as long as the rounds stay like that, I will be very happy. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, deck progress, uh, project is still going on. Uh, but the good news is they should be done tomorrow and the grill and the smoker can come back out to play and we can smoke some meat and get back to normal. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, let's see here. We had the draft last Thursday. Lions did not take a tight end. So uh, all is good there. And uh, uh, I'm sure I will talk a little bit about that. Uh, catch me Friday morning back on 92.9 The Ticket. Uh, Friday morning, 730. You can listen. You can stream it live uh, or you can go and listen uh, through the website and all that good stuff whenever you want. I'll tweet that out. So uh, go check out 92.9 The Ticket Friday morning. Uh, let's see. Hope you guys enjoyed last week show with matt tift as he talked about his health nascar team ownership and all that good stuff um as I mentioned last week, the uh, next J-Ski bonus show with Dustin Albino will be after Dover. Uh, we'll get uh, Dustin back on. You know, he's an Xfinity Series guy, so uh, thought it'd be perfect to do a full show dedicated to the Dash for Cash and, and to talk about the Xfinity Series here basically halfway through the season. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get that going after Dover. So if you got any questions and all that good stuff, get them over. Also, uh, I was asked about a bonus show 
show with uh, some listeners, call-ins. Uh, I haven't done a listener call-in show in quite some time. I think the off-season. And uh, so we might be due for a listener call-in show over the next couple weeks at some point in time. So we'll uh, get that dialed up as well. Uh, but tonight... Got a great show. Spencer Boyd is back along with his sponsor from this past weekend at Kansas, Five Lakes Coffee, which is based right here in Michigan. So I jumped on that opportunity. So uh, we'll get those guys dialed up here in just a minute. Uh, Got your recaps from Kansas, social media shout outs. Uh, Man, uh, getting close to that 5,500 follower mark, and you'll find out how close in just a little bit. Uh, Newdorf will be on with the weather for Darlington. Lucky Dog lap down in fantasy. Ooh, what happened in lap traffic fantasy? Well, you're just going to have to stay tuned. How's that for a teaser? All right, uh, let's get things rolling. Let's get Spencer Boyd and the guys from Five Lakes Coffee on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. A few guys here today, which is always awesome. First, making their first appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast are the co-founders of Five Lakes Coffee, based right here from the great state of Michigan. It's Jared and Paul. Jared, what's going on, guys? How are you? Good morning. Glad to be on here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Doing great. Thank you. Excellent. Listen, you know, Michigan, I got to get this out of the way first just to know if I got to end the call now or not. Are we are we amazing blue or are we green and white? I think this is a house divided right here. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That means it's two to one. So we're good. (laughs) Yeah. so, So Paul is green and white. And uh, Jared is amazing blue. All right. Well, hail to the victors. (laughs) We know who it is this year. Uh, And the other guy making his fourth appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast featured the fist of the angry brew this past weekend at Kansas. He is the driver number 20 with Young's Motorsports. It's Spencer Boyd. Spencer, what's up, man? Welcome back. Hey, happy to be here. Yes, sir. Listen, all right, so we got lots to talk about. We're going to talk some racing. We're going to talk some coffee and the great state of Michigan. Uh, Spence, man, let's let's start with you. Talk a little bit about being back at Young's Motorsports as really the veteran guy now. Yeah, this is uh, my third year driving the 20 truck, so really just building the brand around uh, YMS and the 20 for me and having a lot of fun. You know, this is a family-owned team. We're one of the smaller guys out there, so... Uh, the fact that we're taking three trucks to the racetrack every week, uh, we're growing, expanding, and having a lot of fun at the same time. Absolutely. No, it, and it's been fun to to watch you guys grow as an organization. You know, I kind of view you guys as like the, the college racing of the truck series, and, and you guys, you know, week in, week out, you know, you can see the improvements out there. And it's been a lot of fun to watch uh, you specifically and the organization and all that. Talk a little bit about the, you know, your, your, your leader leadership role uh with some of the younger guys that are uh, that are with youngs right now yeah it's uh it's strange to hear that that term you know uh, I, I still feel young being 25 <laughs> years old uh, this is my sixth season in nascar and and like we said third here at at yms so uh it's nice to kind of make some roots um a lot of guys you know come through the truck series and uh you know they're flashing the pan so feel fortunate to have stuck around this long um, but a lot of young guys come to YMS and, you know, learn and, and that's fun. You know, I've met a lot of guys become friends with, you know, Tyler Dipple, Gus Dean, um, in our first year here together, uh, a couple years back. And then last year, uh, Tate started here. Uh, Tate comes from, you know, 
big pedigree of, uh, you know, NASCAR drivers and family. Um, so it's been fun. Pace back here for a second year. Uh, we really know each other and work well at the super speedways together. So um, we're looking forward to those. Daytona was a blast. And then we got a new guy, uh, Chris Wright, coming from uh, the Northeast. Uh, he's running pretty much all the races in the O2 trucks. So, uh, like I said, we've, we've all become friends. It's a big uh, family over here, and uh, it's fun to answer questions and, and try and help out some of the younger guys. And then, you know, Tate and I, he's really good at these mile and a half, so uh, he's kind of helped me out. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's a great organization. I love that. Uh, I love what they're doing over there. Uh, Jared, Paul, let's let's talk about Five Lakes Coffee. Uh, you guys have coffee with the punch. Uh, reading the press release for Spencer, you know, you guys have coffee products. It seems like for the for the working people that need need that extra, you know, pick me up in the morning, and and if that doesn't fit to Michigan and Michiganders and all that kind of stuff. Um, when I saw the fist on Spencer's truck this weekend, I thought about the fist of the Detroit statue which is iconic to metro detroit uh talk about the coffee what it means to have a company based here in michigan well we're uh we're born and uh raised in michigan so it's um great for us to be here and and be supported by michigan and just be a part of michigan um we love bringing uh fresh roasted coffee um to this state and our our customers um and then the anger brew it's got extra caffeine and the punch to get people going and especially yeah you're on a monday morning when you're getting back to work and you need a little extra caffeine you know it's it's great to have that and people come into our coffee shop and get that or brew it at home right great for the third shifters too (laughs) (laughs) where uh where can people find your products now you guys you guys do have some shops but uh you know for for from a store perspective and all that uh where where can everybody find five lakes coffee well we've got seven stores open right now we're getting ready to open our eighth one in kalamazoo michigan later in june but the easiest way to get angry brew is just visit angrybrew.com and of course uh, we roast it when people order and we get it shipped out within 24 hours as long as it's not on the weekend of course and that's the easiest way. We ship it all over the United States, and it's at your house pretty quickly, and people are really enjoying it. You know, it's our number one brand as well. So uh, we've got a number of coffees through Five Lakes, but this specifically we designed to be highly caffeinated. And for those that want the extra caffeine, the extra punch, the working man as well. So angrybrew.com is the quickest and easiest way if you're not near us. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, Spence, talk a little bit about your night at Kansas Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, found yourself battling from behind a little bit early on there, but uh, talk about your run Saturday night. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, tough from the start, really. Um, it, it really sucks when that happens. And uh, on the start, you know, at Kansas, you kind of, uh, you know, typically you can use the apron uh, to pass people down the front stretch. But on the start, uh, you got to be cautious. You can't duck out of line before the start finish line and uh, the inside lane checked up pretty hard and Timmy Hill and I jumped low. Uh, we may have passed a car or two and ultimately got penalized, which meant we had to uh, come down on a green flag and do a pass through penalty on pit road. And I can tell you rolling down pit road at 45 mile an hour when everyone else is doing 180, that is not a good scenario. So um, started behind the eight ball for sure. And then throughout the night, um, just, was trying to battle back to get to be one or two laps down. Um, we took the wave 
which helped us tremendously. Um, but then we had to run the whole second stage on the uh, tires from before, <laughs> from uh, the first stage. So that was tough. Um, when you take the wave, you can't pit. So it was definitely a strategy call I felt was the right one. Um, but a caution didn't come out. So that definitely made me angry and uh, had to pit, pit <laughs> with uh, with about 10 laps to go on the stage to get fuel. Um, so ran out of fuel going down the back stretch, um, came down pit road. Um, obviously, these cars don't have speedometers. You read the tack. Uh, when you run out of fuel, the tack doesn't work because the motor's not on. So I was guessing if I was at 45 mile an hour on pit road, uh, sped the first segment, which meant uh, I could stop and get fuel, which I did, and then had to come back through and do another pass through. So unfortunate night, you know, I felt like uh, NASCAR kind of got me on the first call, but uh, ultimately I kind of put the nail in the coffin there, speeding on pit road. So frustrating night for sure. Um, definitely could have used some angry brew to keep me going and, uh, fight through the end. You know, it's, it, you know, I, I am, I was so torn watching the start of that thing because like you said, you know, it bottlenecked up. So at that point, NASCAR wants you basically because they gave you the penalty. I interpret that they want you to then just bump in and possibly damage the front of the truck when something like that happens versus avoiding it and getting going. Like it wasn't your fault. It was bottlenecked up at the start there. It was everybody in front of you. You're trying to avoid it. And if you're able to get up to speed faster, that should be something I think that NASCAR definitely is able to take under a little bit more review and make a, a better judgment call there but that's just me personally <laughs> yeah it's uh it's definitely a judgment call you know and i've probably been on both sides of that at some point so it's hard to get frustrated but um realistically you know if when they check up like that you're in such a vulnerable spot you know knocking the radiator in and ending ending your day on lap one sure. and uh, i've had that happen to me before uh where there was just no exit strategy so you're quick you know, reaction is to jump low and get out of line, especially when you have that available being on the inside um, and Kansas being so wide. So it was unfortunate that that happened next time uh, may not be as easy going. And, you know, you don't want to wreck somebody intentionally, but um, you can't, start behind the eight ball getting a penalty so it might have to be a little more aggressive next time sure no i hear you there let's talk real quick uh i know we're, we're headed to darlington this week you know last year was the first time the trucks had run there since 2011 how cool is it going back there to race on one of the most iconic and older tracks uh on the nascar schedule yeah darlington is such a fun track you know it's so narrow uh tire fall off's big it's a fast place another mile and a half um but Really, the racetrack's cool, but the, the whole excitement comes from throwback weekend. Of course. Uh, getting the throwback to, you know, past champions, cool paint schemes. Uh, give you a little info. We just announced about 10 minutes ago, um, I'm throwing it back to three-time Truck Series champion Jack Sprague. Um, over the last few years, no one's done a throwback to him. And the guy that designs all my stuff, uh, Maselli, has been designing my cars for six years now. Um, that was the first vehicle that he designed that won a NASCAR race. So um, excited to have Credit MRI jump on. Um, you know, not every sponsor wants to run someone else's paint scheme sure. uh, from, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. Yep. Uh, so we're doing that. We're going to have fun. Um, the last couple of weeks have been really exciting. You know, going back home to Kansas with Angry Brew Coffee, uh, we had a really killer paint scheme that I had a big influence on. So I, I really like that. Um, that was something that was kind of in my head. And then Moving over here to doing a throwback to Jack Sprague, 
um, just throwing it back to uh, the history of NASCAR. That's so cool. That's awesome. Uh, always probably give you a little extra pick uh, pickup in your step with the coffee and the fact that you got a throwback ski on. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, Jared, Paul, you know, guys, talk about why it made sense to get into NASCAR and, and to, to, to partner with Youngs and Spencer. I know we talked a little bit before we started recording, you know, that you guys have been fans for a while of the sport. But uh, talk about uh, getting involved in the sport with your brand. Well, this is Jared. For me, um, you know, I remember as a kid, my first time at MIS and getting to camp there the whole weekend and just the whole experience of NASCAR, the sound of the, the cars. And I remember watching um, kind of what sticks on memories, just watching Bill Elliott. He was behind and just every lap he was passing somebody. And by the end of the race, he had won the race. And that that experience just kind of made me a NASCAR fan my whole life. So, um, you know, I've always been paying attention, watching NASCAR. And uh, Paul and I always, once in a while, we joke about having our logo on a, a truck or car and, you know, but never thought it would happen. And then um, when Spencer reached out to us and we just kind of connected and uh, seemed to be a good fit, it was it was a pretty cool opportunity for us. And we were really excited about it. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, from my perspective, we, we've been fans for a long time. And, of course, the guys I find, I'm a little older they all started retiring and so the trucks have become pretty exciting and that really kind of fits with angry brew um you know it's it's tough uh, in fact jared drives the truck i, I won't confess to having a minivan because that'd be embarrassing but uh he's, he's got a big truck with an angry bro sticker on it so you know it just made sense uh you know meeting up with spencer and uh we really like Spencer, we like what he does, what he stands for. He's a um, sports and military and service guys and hunting and stuff like that. So there's a real connection there. And then just the toughness of the truck race. And like you said, the fist, you know, the working, uh, the iconic working class of Michigan and Detroit. So it made a lot of sense for us. We're really proud to see it on Spencer's truck. That's awesome. Uh, you guys mentioned uh, a little bit ago, you know, that you guys have a new place opening in June in Kalamazoo. Uh, where are some other uh, hot spots in Michigan that uh, Michiganders can find you guys? Well, we're in our hometown of Sturgis, Michigan. Uh, Kalamazoo opens in June. We're also looking at another location uh, in Kalamazoo that may be at the end of the year, beginning of next year. So that'd be a second location. Uh, we did open one in Fort Wayne, Indiana which isn't exactly Michigan in November. And we're meeting on a second place down there as well. So, and then uh, quite a few of our stores, we live right on the border of Michigan and Indiana and quite a few of our stores are actually in Indiana also. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Spencer, man, a couple tracks coming up that you've, that you've really excelled at in the past, uh, Texas specifically coming to mind. Uh, you know, what can you do to make sure you get the most out of the truck, uh, to play into your favor? Yeah. So we're bringing a couple trucks that I really like. Um, you know, felt good about taking truck 14 to Kansas. So, um, excited to take that truck to Texas. Like you said, uh, it's a track that means a lot to, uh, Young's Motorsports being, uh, a family from Texas and still owning businesses out there. And, uh, tends to be a track that I run well at, uh, Darlington was good to us last year and, uh, typically have good showings at the road courses. So excited for what the rest of the month has in store. Tough that my home track at Kansas city wasn't uh, too good to me, but, uh, we'll keep rolling forward and, 
uh, just trying to get better finishes. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when you when you look at you know tracks that uh, you you know, maybe you know how far ahead do you get for you personally? You know, are you a man? I got to just focus this week, or you know, do, do you circle some things on the calendar down the road, uh, knowing that 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 that's going to play to your uh, bread and butter a little bit? Yeah, you know, obviously I, I'm the type of guy that circles the super speedways for sure. Sure. Uh, but really, I kind of live month to month looking at, um, you know, whether it's a month where we have two or maybe, you know, some months we have four races. Uh, you kind of pick one or two that, you know, like, I got this, uh, feel confident at these tracks and uh, comfortable. And then the ones that you're not as comfortable at, you know, what can I do to get more prepared, talk to some people, kind of realize, hey, you know, I don't want to think about this a week before the race. I kind of want to start talking to some veterans now, um, start watching some footage now and, and try and get prepared. So. This month looks to be a good one. Um, excited to uh, get the momentum rolling. Uh, we, we had some speed at Kansas there late in the run, so that was good to see. Um, but realistically, uh, just got to limit mistakes. The last couple of weeks, uh, the mistakes have gotten us, and uh, this week it was on me. Sure. No, I hear you there. Hey, it happens, right, to the best of them out there. Uh, Jared, Paul, you know, we, we saw you guys debut a Michigan company at Kansas. Uh, it's a bummer that MIS lost the truck race this year because the trucks at MIS uh, always – put on a, a fantastic show hopefully we'll see the trucks back at mis soon um you guys mentioned that you guys will be on the quarter panel for spencer for another few races uh what's what's some of the next races that we're going to see that uh that 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 fist on spencer's quarter panel well this is paul um yeah we're bummed out that mis is closed but you know in working with spencer we're excited about that and kansas city is not that far away from us you know it's here in the midwest I actually got to go down for the weekend and it was my first in race or first in-person race. So it was really exciting. And, you know, when they started, um, I just thought Spencer was trying to impress me when he dropped down on the start and get ahead of people, but <laughs> little, little did I realize what was going on until later. So I, I thought he was just going to race up there into the front spot on the apron. So that just shows my ignorance, I suppose. But I was proud of them and, and really excited. So it was, it was exciting to be in Kansas City. Um, it was really a cool track. It was a great experience. You know, if we get a chance, MIS would be great as well, obviously. Um, you know, we have family that lives near there. So we know how busy that place gets on race weekend. And I'm not sure which race is upcoming. Uh, the Angry Brew will be on the truck. I know it's a few more. And I don't know if Spencer can answer that or not. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're kind of figuring out which ones are going to be best. Um, we're excited to get it out there. You know, we got a few more races in the Midwest. Uh, one of the biggest dirt races of the year is going to be in Iowa. Um, so I'm sure that would be a good spot for us to do it at. You know, with angrybrew.com being available to everybody nationwide, um, it, it's a good opportunity to get on TV anywhere. So uh, kind of make up for a tough Kansas. We need to make sure you're on some races where uh, we're going to have some good performances at. All I'm going to well, say we, is – oh, go ahead, guys. I was just going to say, we did get a call out from uh, Michael Waltrip on that start, though, about being angry. So we thought that was pretty fun. That was hysterical. And I will say, listen, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how up you guys are on the diecast game, but a raced win from the dirt track would be awesome with that with that angry, angry brew uh, covered with some dirt on a race win diecast. I'm just saying that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, a little mud would be good, huh? Yes, sir. We are from the Midwest. 
Got to love a little dirt. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Guys, man, this has been a blast. Um, listen, uh, Jared, Paul, tell everybody where they can follow you guys on social media, website, and all that good stuff. So Yeah, so we're on uh, Instagram as uh, Angry Brew and Facebook as Angry Brew. And then we're also on both Instagram and Facebook as Five Lakes. And also uh, websites, we have FiveLakes.com and AngryBrew.com where you can find our um, fresh roasted coffee and order on those websites. Awesome. Spencer, where can everybody keep up with you and what you got going on? Yeah, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm all over the place. So uh, on Facebook, it's Spencer Boyd Racing Fan Page. Uh, Twitter, Spencer Boyd. Instagram, Spencer Boyd PR. So check it out. I run all the social myself, so uh, we'll have some fun. And uh, it's always fun to interact with NASCAR fans. Awesome. I love it. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Jared and Paul from Five Lakes Coffee. Go get yourself some Angry Brew. Uh, hey, and support Michigan, right? Come on. Uh, and huge thanks to Spencer Boyd with Youngs for calling in. Guys, it was great to have you on. Spencer, great to have you back. Good luck this weekend at Darlington. Look forward to talking with you all soon. Hey, thank you. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for having us on. And thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you, guys. Talk soon. Appreciate right. it, boys. We'll see ya. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, great to get Spencer Boyd on and, and love talking to some Michigan brands, uh, That that's for sure. Five Lakes Coffee, go get that extra punch that Jared and Paul talked about there. Go support uh, a great Michigan-based co- uh, company and go get some coffee. Uh, all right, it's time to talk a little trucks from Kansas this past weekend. Kyle Busch picking up the win, sweeping the weekend on his birthday uh, in the truck series. 61 wins through 159 starts. Um, Anybody doing the math, that's roughly a 39% win total. Uh, And and the crazy thing is that's spanning since 2001. He ran six races in the trucks, took a couple years off, one race in 2004, and then, you know, 2005 is when he really started running that handful, five, six, seven, ten, eleven 10, 11 uh, truck races each year. Now, here's the even crazier stats. 106 of 159 top five, 66% of the time picking up a top five in the truck series. And he's 80% finishing in the top 10. Now, listen, obviously, great driver, great equipment, you know, great crew. You know, obviously, there are some extra caveats that he has that maybe some of these other drivers don't have, right? But still, to be able to go out there and do that and be that consistent for that type of stretch, uh, I mean, Kyle Busch may go down, probably will go down as one of the all-time, obviously one of the all-time greats. The question will be, is he the all-time great in the truck series? Uh, And and I'm going to go with yes. I don't know how you couldn't say that. Uh, Definitely king of the trucks for sure. Uh, Let's see here. Ross Chastain, second place finish. Uh, You know, we obviously saw him go on his tear in the truck series last year. Uh, Picked up a few wins, got to the final four, uh, you know, Uh, you know moved up you know Ross has just had one of those uh fan favorite careers the Cinderella stories you know was gonna get the ride didn't get the ride now has a ride you know it's unfortunate that that uh you know that that Chip Ganassi and and them haven't really found a whole lot of speed this year a lot of consistency but uh great to see that watermelon truck up there at the front in a truck race that was great uh Austin Hill Georgia boy who's been on the show a handful of times uh third place finish uh Haley Deegan you know put together her 
best race as far as I'm concerned for the year. 13th, top 15, finished on the lead lap, kept it clean. You know, a mile and a half of Kansas is is almost an Atlanta-esque race. Tire wear is is very uh, crucial and, and plays a significant role. Uh, it, it runs uh, a, a lot faster than I think some of the under mile and a halfs. Uh, so for her to be able to go out there and do that, I, I think that's that's kudos and, and progress uh, as the season carries along for her. Uh, Johnny Sauter with a top 10. You know, it's, it's, you know, I think that's something to be celebrated. You might say, well, it's Johnny Sauter. He should be out there competing for wins. Absolutely. But after the year he had last year, uh, you know, you, 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 you gotta, you know, it's not going to go from, from that to, you know, six wins. So uh, for that team to finally start showing some consistency, uh, they've been up there quite a bit and, and have been in, in the conversation as these races have gone on. That's for sure. Um, I got to tell you, I am very excited for the Darlington truck race. You know, they, they raced there last year. It was the first time there since 2011. Uh, so I am very excited to see the trucks uh, run Darlington this weekend, throwing it back as well as as the theme of the weekend. You know, and, and again, the crazy thing is, you know, there's only eight truck races left before the playoffs. So is it a little premature to maybe talk playoffs and Xfinity Series, Cup Series? Uh, maybe not, just because of all of the different winners that we've had. So it's a fun conversation to have. But as far as time crunching uh, and, and all that, I mean, it's time to go in the truck series. Only eight. And that's not many. And it's, you know, I know the season's going to end in November. But when you think about all the off weeks and, you know, when we, you know, cut 36 races, Xfinity 33, you know, the trucks only have 26 races, I believe it is in total. So, you know, you, you start thinking about the playoffs very early in the truck series. But um, so, yeah. There's that Friday night truck race in Darlington. It's the only night race of the weekend. Uh, I am stoked to watch these trucks go run Darlington at night on Friday. So uh, there's that. Uh, Xfinity, they had an off week this past week. They'll be back at it. We're going to have all three series to talk about next week, which is exciting. Uh, Xfinity, Saturday, 1 o'clock. I, I, I would have loved if they did a night race for Xfinity. Why not take advantage of it? Uh, we're used to getting a cup race on an, uh, at night. Um, you know, I'm a little bummed that that wasn't the case, but uh, hey, it is what it is. We got racing, so that's all that matters. Okay, let's talk about the fiasco that was the Sunday Cup race at Kansas. The 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 Bushy McBush 400. I mean, the name alone just screams chaos, and that's what we got at the end of this thing. Well, all right. So as I mentioned a minute ago, you know, Kyle Busch picks up the win, sweeps the weekend, wins on his birthday, sweeps birthday weekend. I mean, you know, obviously has been a really good boy to, to get that kind of luck and, and have all the right equipment and everything fall into place. Oh, not to mention the guy can drive the hell out of a car, truck, whatever he's in. Uh, so uh, there's that. We'll get to him in just a minute. Uh, Got to talk about the tire here, right? You know, I, I it was so much frustration so so much nonsense in terms of 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 nascar and, and what went down there uh you know i know that they addressed what happened there in terms of well it was far enough away and out of pit road that they wanted to let the green flag stops go by great but 
they're also not going to let the guy go and get it. You know, they're not going to let a pit crew guy go get it. You know, so they got to throw it, you know. So I, I just, it is such a unique situation there where, all right, if it's not impactful enough to where it's going to impact green flag uh, pit stops with a busy pit road, you know, I mean, at some point that tire's got to get collected. So you either got to throw a caution so that it can get collected or you take the very, very small risk and let the pit crew guy go and get it once green flag stops have cycled through uh, and, and go from there, which I understand, you know, it's such a catch 22. And, and when that throws, it, it just looks bad is all it does, um, you know, and, and it's, it's a shame that, uh, you know, the, the racing is going to be overshadowed by that there, which is a bummer. But let's talk about what did happen. Got to talk about Kyle Larson. Dominant day. Very well could have won the damn thing. Uh, I, I just I don't understand the thought process there. Basically driving through Blaney. Uh, th- there wasn't a whole lot to happen. Blaney didn't have anywhere to go. It's just a matter of you need to show some patience there, which, hey, they're race car drivers. I get that word is not in their vocabulary. Uh, but that was all that was going to happen because if you spin him, which is what happened, he wasn't going to go anywhere. And there wasn't any room below them for him to get out of the way for you to make the pass yet. So I just I don't understand that situation uh, that uh, ruined a day for a lot of lat traffic fantasy players myself included but uh we'll get to that in a minute well a few minutes uh gotta talk about matt d solid run backed up a solid finish at talladega where the surprise maybe not as big of a or the finish was not as big as a surprise but for him to back that up at an intermediate with a top five is very solid maybe they're going to be able to start putting some things together harvick with another solid day maybe we're going to finally start seeing what we expect out of shr or maybe more specifically the four car uh you know, the organization as a whole uh, still has a lot of work to do. Uh, Cole and Chase, young guys, need to take advantage of Kevin and his mentorship while he's still around. So, you know, the expectations of what, you know, we're going to get out of those two cars, uh, you know, isn't as high. And, you know, if we could start seeing some consistent top 15s out of Cole and, and uh, Briscoe, I think that would be solid. You know, it, it's it's really that 10 car and, and Eric Almarola that – has been there a minute, uh, is consistent enough. The team has had speed in the past, and, you know, uh, they really should be able to be up there you know, competing for top tens a little bit more than what they are. And, and hopefully they'll be able to start doing that. Uh, you know, we're going to Darlington. Kevin dominated last year. Uh, you know, so who knows? Maybe this weekend is is the the spark that uh, starts the wins for uh, Harvick this year. Uh, but we're going to just have to wait and see. Got to give some props to McDowell, who kind of like Matt Benedetto, backed up a solid day from Talladega last week, you know, where, where anything can happen. Not as surprising to see mcdowell and matt d getting good finishes at talladega but to see them get solid finishes at an intermediate uh is really good and even more good and and even more kudos to the 34 team and and their efforts this past week and hell 
Even Suarez with some speed, picking up an 11th place finish. Uh, Chris Buescher with a top 10. And I got to give a huge shout out to Tyler Riddick, who showed speed all day. You guys know I can't wait for that eight car to get to victory lane. Uh, you know, some guys we wouldn't have expected with some great finishes out there on Sunday. Uh, tire wear was big this weekend. Kansas is not an easy track to get around. Like I said a couple minutes ago, it, it's it might be the closest mile and a half to Atlanta uh, in terms of of tire Tire wear and all that. We saw some parody out there on Sunday. I really enjoyed Saturday night and, and, and Sunday afternoons races. Uh, I, I, I know there were some caveats thrown in there that we could have done without, but uh, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, okay. Kyle Busch, 58 wins through 581 starts. Uh, obviously, the win percentage isn't quite what it is in the truck series, uh, but his top 10s are, are pretty pretty solid. 322, 55% of the time, Kyle Busch is getting a top 10. Uh, this win puts Kyle Busch seventh on the all-time win list. Uh, he and Kevin Harvick were tied at 58. He's now the lone driver. Uh, or I'm sorry, at 57. He's now the lone driver at 58. Seventh overall, highest among active drivers. Uh, obviously, uh, Kevin's going to throw the towel in sooner than he will. Uh, it'll be just very, very awesome to watch him go up that list as, as we're watching history in the making. Uh, and, and that's something that's special and, and something to, uh, to, to take to bask in and, and know that you're watching something special uh, that we may not see for quite some time. Uh, and of course, obviously, 10 winners through 11 races, just two races away from the halfway point in the regular season uh, with still a couple guys, some big names that we obviously expect to win. Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, uh, Denny Hamlin, you know, and, and, and can we get another, you know, could Kurt Busch, Kurt Busch pick up a win, you know? Now we really are talking, you know, 13, 14, you know, uh, different winners. And and that's some exciting talk to have there, which, which you want to talk about. How, how awesome is that segue to the question that I pose to you guys? Uh, what is more important to you, the different amount of winners or more evenly distributed bonus points uh, once we reset? So let's get to your tweeted responses. 83 fan at Waddle3Cody. More parody in the playoff points. Uh, Mick at GoDucks42 underscore Mick. More parody between the playoff drivers. When the points are close, it makes each round more intense. Jeff at JBev1789, going with no format changes, uh, another show, question mark, is parody. Eliminates any points racing with not having a huge advantage to start each round, and I feel as though they can earn advancing to the next round that much more. Higher entertainment when the first nine races matter. I'm with you 100%, and yeah, hey, maybe that'll be one for another show, or hell, that could be a, a show in and of itself. Uh, Elliot, eight. At H. Elliott 94, I stopped caring about the championship after 2013. Honestly, just here for the races. Hey, I get that. You know, uh, a lot of people are not fans of the playoff format at all and would, would rather go back to the old school format. I get that. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, Bob at Jumpy Bob, I thought I was getting used to this playoff format. What was it? Add a thousand points after every round, 2,000. Math is hard. <laughs> I see what you did there, Jumpy. Bob, uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan playoff points for sure makes each week in the playoffs more intense and matter more for everyone in it. 
Scott at 1985 Wagner winners in the regular season is most important. My uh, tweak on current format for the playoffs after the first round, only five points per win, one per stage point for two through 10 in stages shouldn't move also. Yeah, that could possibly work. And uh, you guys are actually going to hear from Scott a little later in the show as he was one of this week's weekly highs in lap traffic fantasy. Scott's could call and make his picks. Uh, Matthew at CH9SE fan. I think 16 is too many to begin with make it 12 four races down to eight four races down to four two races best finish total is champ uh i get behind that i i've i've said for years that 16 was too many half your field shouldn't make the playoffs as far as i'm concerned uh i think 12 is the perfect number in cup 10 was probably the sweet spot in xfinity and and i think they had they had it right on the money with eight in the cup or i'm sorry in the truck race uh and and they upped that you know i get it from a, a sponsor it probably brings in some extra money or it might get a sponsor if you're able to say hey we made the playoffs which is you know that that very well may be a sponsor saver and all that kind of stuff and i totally get that from the business side of things as uh striegel and i have talked about before but the fan in me the fan alone in me uh thinks 12 would be perfect uh for sure uh let's see did i miss any on that page no okay taylor at underscore taylor kitchen underscore uh parody and points makes things interesting and heartbreaking we could see some unexpected drivers work their way into the round of eight and we can see the best drivers crumble it creates unpredictability and really shows who can outrun the rest when everything is even points wise i feel you Icy the Colt at Icy Colt. Go back to the 2013 format with 10 drivers in the chase. No stage racing, no playoffs. See, that goes right back to what I said a minute ago. Yeah, I, I get a lot of people would, would love to have that format back for sure. And Brian, Storm and B81. I like the parody in the playoffs. You know, some people probably won't make it past the first round, but also we could be surprised with someone making it out of the first round uh, for sure. Uh, all right, here's my takeaway. We've got 15 drivers with playoff points. 11 drivers are only separated by six playoff points. To me, that is huge if that parity can keep up through race 26 because then that means the first round, which we could usually just chop off the bottom four with a few exceptions thrown in the mix. Now that first round becomes exciting because it's it's more of an even playing field with the playoff points. I love the wins. I want 17 different winners just like the next guy, but keeping it into perspective that the fact and the chances of that are lower, having the bonus points spread out more throughout the field, maybe more consistency through spots 10 and 16 when we reset, that first round will be that much more interesting you know the fact that we don't have two guys with 25 playoff points halfway through keeping this thing knotted up a little bit more uh is i think going to create a much better finish to this season now we get 17 different winners well then that just forces the parity and the points to be spread out so uh and that would would just be freaking awesome so we'll see what happens uh thank you to everyone for uh, all your tweeted responses and uh, look forward to hearing about uh what you guys have to say about darlington all right let's get to a little lap traffic social media everybody make sure you check out the website the lap traffic podcast.com facebook the lap traffic podcast youtube the lap traffic podcast tiktok twitch instagram and twitter all at lap traffic pc listen to the show on itunes podbean or your uh, favorite hosting site you can even tell alexa to play the lap traffic podcast so go tell your friends the giveaway oh my goodness so close Picked up a bunch of new followers over the weekend, less than 100 away from giving away the Clint Boyer Dogcast and the Lap Traffic swag. Thank you 
to everybody that continues to tweet that out to help get that follower count up to 5,500 and to give away some cool stuff. Uh, and speaking of new followers, we've got Hunter at Rowdy Bullens, uh, gas man for all three series, which is awesome. Uh, Hunter might need to get you on the show and uh, talk about uh, some pit stops and all that good stuff. Uh, Kev at Kevin underscore Rit, NASCAR fan, Detroit Tigers fan, based on his header photo. Uh, go Tigers, man. Uh, Scott. At Elliot Nine E Dodge chasing uh, Bill Elliot fan from North Carolina. Uh, Kaylee at Kaylee Harco eighteen a chase a a chase fan from Carlisle England. I love it. Cross country fan and follower. I love it. Uh, John at Fan Hendrick twenty four proud American and an HMS fan. Yes sir. Uh, Esports at EGC Empire huge e racing streamer community from Kansas. Hope you guys enjoyed the race in this past weekend. Uh, Jeff at the Racing Table Tech Guy, former country music singer that loves NASCAR. Hell yeah. Uh, guys, if anybody wants stickers, koozie, all you got to do is go to the website, thelaughtrafficpodcast.com, fill out the contact page, and I will be happy to send one to you for free. And there is the store on the website. Anybody wants T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, all that good stuff, uh, go check it out. Uh, yeah, got T-shirts, 15 bucks. Um, let's see here. I think that's about it for social media. Let's get Mr. Brian Newdorf on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell, keeping us up to date on everything going on weather-wise in our wonderful sport of NASCAR. Welcome back to the show. It's Mr. Brian Newdorf. Sir, good evening. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Excellent. Hey, another Tuesday night, man. 2.38. Let's keep them going. So uh, it's it's uh, all good over here, man. I feel like you should be taping this like after the big announcement, like, you know, where they have rocket ships as cars and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you leak some stuff and, and then it just isn't just uh, the pomp and circumstances gone. There was a guy, uh, one, one of the followers, uh, Matt uh, at CH9SE fan had like a great idea that NASCAR should have done. Uh, and that was like why, you know, you're going to Darlington, which has got so much history and nostalgia and all that kind of stuff. Like, why not take one of the cars of each generation, line them up, have a cover over the other one and reveal it like on national television in front of fans, you know, like they could have done a lot more to to create that build and that hype. And uh, they didn't do that. So. Well, yeah, I know. But hey, you know it's. Uh, they should just. They should. They should have just waited for a rain delay and then did something. <laughs> I mean, there's that. You know, what a way to debut the new car and you know, new rain tires on the oval. No, just have it. Have them located someplace where it's not raining and have like Gordon and you know and Clint Boyer. Boyer. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I know. I mean, you, I mean, it's not like you know. Hell, throw Jimmy Johnson in there. Why, or get you know. I know. You know. See if you could you know borrow Dale from, you know. NBC, NBC yeah. for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, hey, I'm with you. You guys had a uh, pretty easy weekend this past weekend, which had to be. Uh, nice there was, there was, you know, it, tr it tried to, it tried to flirt a little bit, but uh, yeah, generally speaking, it wasn't bad. Excellent, excellent. Uh, all right. Well, it, you know, we we had the draft this past uh, past week. The Lions, you know, didn't take a tight end, which is good. Uh, Michigan, though, man, had eight players drafted, which is pretty cool. Uh, How'd, uh, how'd, how'd your Purdue boys do? They, uh, they can't well, go anywhere? 
I had one. Um, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I think I told you off off air. I, I'm going to be honest. I really, uh, you know, didn't uh, didn't pay much attention. To be perfectly honest, I hate to say that, but yeah. uh, I really didn't. I guess I'm just. I did. A, I did a Google search to help me find out if any more besides Rondell Moore was drafted. <laughs> and uh, and the one thing I noticed is that Big Ten Daily, no Michigan State players were drafted in 2021. Mm-hmm. So. That's got to make you feel pretty good. Well, I, I mean, listen, I'll feel pretty good when we start beating Michigan State, you know, seven out of ten times. And, you know, we can beat Ohio State one out of 32 times, you know, like that. That'll make me feel real good. Like, you know, that's great. These kids are going to go get paydays and all that, which is awesome. Uh, but I want to see I want Michigan back doing Michigan things of, of old back growing up as a kid watching Lloyd Carr, you know, put together, you know, a powerhouse top five team year in, year out. That's that's what I miss. It's great. Basketball's coming that way, you know, uh, from from uh, from uh, Beeline and, and, and all that over to, to Howard now. Like Michigan basketball is a destination. People want to come play here for basketball now, which is which is awesome. But, man, I'm I'm ready for Michigan football to start doing some Michigan football things. But who knows? We'll see. So I did some research, and so, yes, Rondell Moore was in the second round. We had a guy in the fourth round. Uh, we had two picked up as undrafted free agents. Okay, cool. So Cool. Hi, uh, that's better than most of the Big Ten. So that's, that's you yeah, know. Yeah, for being Purdue. And we're Purdue. Right. You know, that'll help. You know, that's that's a that's a, uh, a recruiting tool to the to the young kids, you know, that, uh, hey, you know, we had X amount go into the draft, you know, so that's. That, and that I feel helps. bad. I Exactly. And I have to feel like as I'm not bringing my A game to your uh, wonderful audience oh, this wow. week, you know, I am I am I, I will explain to the I, it's a, it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday as we're recording uh, this. Yeah. But we've had our share of severe weather. I thought I was going to have to go in early this morning. And so, you know, that you're constantly waiting for that phone call, which doesn't come. So you're just never sleeping well. So. I'm a little bit on the tire side and I'm low energy. So no worries. you can fire me for not bringing my <laughs> a game. You know, it's like, I, it's basically, I, I basically crashed on the pace lap. Okay. That's where I'm at. <laughs> at least it's not a Montoya crash. So you're good. <laughs> he did. Cr- uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Montoya. Wait, no, I don't think it was Guerrero at the uh, Indianapolis 500 where he, the pole sitter crashed that's on the pace lap. Right. Oh yeah. That's right. That was what? Two years ago that happened, right? Oh no, 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 no. That happened. That happened a long time ago. I think it was also the same year for the closest finished, oh, really? if I'm not mistaken. God, it's possible. Something, something in the in the. Oh, some. I mean, I think there was somebody. I don't think it was the poll. I don't think it was the poll. But yeah, we've had a few guys who don't start or have issues. Yeah. So yeah. yes, yeah. I don't think it was. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see, man. Uh, Darlington throwback weekend. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's a big weekend for the sport. Uh, will you? It is. Uh, will you take any? But not in this big weekend. It's a big weekend, but not big enough to have both Aaron and I on. So that's, oh, that's when you know true. it's a big that's weekend. When you know it's a big weekend. Yes. But that's that but that's up to our that's up to our that's up to our that's up to our scheduler. So he I, apparently I didn't gotta, think it was. Uh, I, I you know see the the I, I I don't have an intern at the moment. You know so you know there's all the, all that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a blunder. On okay, my part there. You and your intern. You know what I have to say to that? Boo freaking who? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was it was nice to have an intern, you know, do some do some do some uh, PR work and all that kind of stuff, and and remind me of things like I, I need That's- one of those. <laughs> 
Hey, Alexa. <laughs> I didn't finish because I didn't want my, yeah, I didn't I was, want it to I take almost, off. I almost said mine, and yeah, I'm like, yep, I don't sorry. need my cell phone. See, off it. yep, uh huh. It just told me sorry, I don't know that. Right? So, uh, <laughs> or you could say, hey Google, which I don't have, or the other one, you know, hey, you know, Siri. Yes, so. yeah, that's the one I didn't want to say because then she'd pick up and be like, what? And, yeah, that would make for good radio. Um, well, so it's uh, a big weekend. We got all three uh, running this weekend, Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. What uh, what are we looking like? Uh, let me take a look here at the old forecast uh, for Darlington. Overall, as of this point, it looks like a mostly dry forecast. Ooh. I'm going to put a little caveat caveat on that because it is Tuesday. Yep. And, you know, I've got a system over the weekend for us that's potentially going to bring some uh, heavy rain to the Ohio Valley for the weekend. There were some indications. A again, this is way out there. So we always need to preface this because you record so early. Uh, I'm not going to go. I would never say completely dry forecast because, again, I've seen these change time and time again. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, um, right now things are looking dry. So maybe we can have another quiet weekend. Actually, the nice thing is, is I'm off all weekend, uh, and even Monday, but, uh, uh, well, I, I you said, we said we weren't going to talk about this. There's no jokes, but, uh, the pain aspect of trying to buy a car for an 18 year old. So that has been also <laughs> preoccupying. I'm not going to go into details. He, he had a life lesson. He's okay. Everybody's okay. Uh, but, Excellent. uh, you know, as a parent, you know, you get that frantic phone call about a car accident. So, uh, uh everybody's doing well. That's what's important. Yes. Uh, not making any jokes of it. I mean, it's a valuable lesson, but still, uh, it's still tough because he just bought my old car from me, uh, like back over the summer. So. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's, it's better to, to, to learn those things early and, uh, you know, Hey, uh, you know, you can always get a new car. So that's yeah. uh, excellent. Excellent. Good deal there. Well, hopefully you're able to take in some of uh, Darlington throwback, all that good stuff throughout uh, the weekend there. Cause it's, you know, uh, it, you know, marks the, the year spot of when we came back last year, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, you know, Darlington put on some great racing last year. Yeah. I mean, I think we just get all the, if you, here's a new, here's a new thing. If your track doesn't, if your track doesn't have a good race, we just scrap it. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope, let's hope, let's hope the next generation car or whatever they're calling it is better than the, uh, the brick of tomorrow. Right. Um, <laughs> we can, we can only hope we can only hope. See, at least I remember the COT or whatever they kept I, calling it. Remember those days? I do, man, I just I think remember it was, those braces, man, on that front. Of I the think, car. I think Tony Stewart referred to it as a brick on wheels. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, not a fan, not a fan. He was not, no, he was not a fan. No, you know, I, I always wondered why we couldn't go. I mean, I understood from the safety standpoint. And first of all, let me just say after we lost Dale senior, the safety aspects have been amazing. Oh, of okay. Course. Of course. The safety thing has been amazing. Um, but the biggest thing is, you know, you wish you kind of like could find a way to take that style, the aerodynamics of that car, and then yep. I always said to myself, I never felt like we got the same kind of level since that situation. If I was like, could they find a way to make the same arrow with the same safety? Right. You know, yeah, I know. just well, you possibly. Know, if they they all got them, you know, loaded, you know, kissing the ground basically now, and and that, you know, is is uh, part of the problem, but adds to the safety aspect, I think, a little bit. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But hey, who knows? We can uh, we can critique it once it's out there. So we'll. Uh, We'll see what happens next year when we get this bad boy out there on the road. 
around. And I know this sounds, and I know this exactly. Well, and I know this makes me sound like really still fairly new to the sport. Then again, maybe not, but I've only really been a fan of um, NASCAR for 20 years now. This is my 20th season of a full-time NASCAR fan. That that makes two of us. I, I got into it my senior year of high school, which was 2000, 2001. So now, it was 2000. It was 2000. It was, um, I was watching the, uh, I mean, I had always paid attention, especially for the brickyard because of where I was from. Sure. Uh, I remember, but I, 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 I pretty much from, from Daytona when we lost senior in 2001 to this point, uh, has made me was a, a full-time fan of the sport. Sure. Like listening, like I, I remember, uh, in 2001 driving to Austin, Minnesota for a job interview and it's also the time I learned that I really need to be careful uh, listening to NASCAR races, especially on a road course, and then driving at the same time. <laughs> I could see where like that, uh, um, that, that, that uh, what do they call that? That that inner thing like, oh, man, I'm drawing it like a total. Well, I mean, listen, this right is now, but, but this is just tells me, I mean, first of all. And I understand the, de- the why they do this, but I, 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 I mean, and don't get me wrong. The TV guys, I was a TV guy for 18 years. They're good, but there's something to be said about the radio guys who have to not only do they have to tell you what's going on, but they have to almost paint a verbal picture Absolutely. so you know what's going on. And I mean, in, in today's day and age, it's so hard, but I always like, and I do this even with football and basketball. I love having a radio play and the uh, the visual, so you get sure. to hear and you get to see and and that kind of stuff. And I mean, there's nothing like. I mean, I think maybe part of it's too. I mean, because I grew up not very far from uh, in or grew up like fifth grade on in Indianapolis. And if I wasn't going to the 500, um, you couldn't watch it. It was blacked out. You had to wait till the night of. And so you know, I, I think that's another reason why I missed so many Coke 600s because I was too busy watching the 500 the replay because sure. I didn't you know know what's going on or I would have to be in Terre Haute. But like a lot of times I would have to listen to it on the radio. And, you know, and of course it is the month of May. So we'll get yes. hopefully get that, you know, get all that stuff. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just I love NASCAR on the radio. That's Absolutely. still one of my favorite things. Uh, you know, the weather was picture perfect up here Sunday. And so it was like, man, you know, we've had so many rainy and cold days. We want to be outside. So, yeah, no, I I, I hooked up uh, the 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 uh, PA speaker and had Jeff Striegel blasting for the neighbors to listen to. So, yeah, I I enjoy a, a great broadcaster. And obviously Jeff Striegel's one, you know, like, you know, you got a good uh, baseball broadcaster to where you'd rather not watch the TV and listen to the baseball. I mean, that's just a knack that that's not something you can teach. And it's just a, a skill that you have to be able to captivate a, an audience via audio only for a sport such as baseball. So, and here's a poll question. Here's a poll question for you. Yes. Just because it brought it up on our thing. Hey, I mean, and we don't mean it. And again, I want to be very honest. I don't want to knock TV. I mean, there's so many great graphics. There's so many cool things that they can show oh, visually. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But still, I, so I want to ask, I would love to ask the lap traffic nation and I'll share this one too. Okay. Um, what's better watching NASCAR or listening to it on the radio? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I can get that out. All I, th- I like to see, I, I think we know what the answer is going to be, but I maybe people, so may, people, people may surprise us. It's a good possibility. So, it's possible. It's possible. There may be a whole generation. There may be a whole generation. That's like a radio. What? What's, right, yeah. what's this thing? <laughs> this For those of you who what's don't know, it's something else. It's, speak it's, of. it's something you can stream on their internet as well. <laughs> right, okay. Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. I love my tune in. I love my two. I'm, I'm plugging things now and we don't even have sponsors for them. I love my tune in radio app. Right, I there you love go. it. <laughs> I love it. I didn't pay for it, but uh, yep. I still love it because I know what like local channels to find these races and stuff on. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty, sir. Well, listen, you uh, have a great rest of the week. Uh, hopefully things uh, slow down a little bit for you. Uh, hopefully you're able to enjoy Darlington. And everybody, make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN and Aaron Studwell at Race Weather as we get closer to uh, race weekend here. Sir. Sounds like a plan. Great to have you back. I we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I'll bring in, I'll bring my A-plus game next uh, two weeks from now. Excellent. Perfect. All right, man. We'll catch you soon. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, great to catch up with Mr. Brian Newdorf. Uh, right now, though, it is time for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down segment. You guys know the drill. Tweet your picks, or you can call the Wave Around Hotline, 248-965-9538, and leave your picks there. Uh, my Lucky Dog Race Weekend, plain and simple. It's the birthday boy, Kyle Bush. My Lap Down, uh, it's another Kyle, uh, only it's Kyle Larson, because uh, uh, that messed up mine and a lot of other Live traffic fantasy picks there. Let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner's lucky dog. Tyler Riddick, late race penalty, and uh, got a top 10. Lap down Denny Hamlin, take the lead, take the wall. Ain't that the truth? Uh, Jeff at JBev 1789's a lucky dog. Kyle Bush, Samantha Bush. Hopefully that win gives them at least a couple minutes to think about something else. Thoughts are with them, 100%. A lap down the 550 horse package is great uh, for exciting restarts, but that's about it. Ready for the next gen. Uh, Brian at Stormin' B81. I listened to it as I was driving today, but just from listening, I'd have to say lucky dog Chris Busher getting a top 10 lap down Larson for again, not being able to close the deal. Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragons, lucky dog, Bushy McBush in the 18 car, lap down the call for the caution after the 17 makes his pit stop. Flag should have come out as the event takes place, not to the convenience of the sponsors. More inconsistencies with the button pusher. Love it. Jeremy at Living Room War Wagon, uh, let's see, lap down Hamlin. Dude's been solid all season and still goose egg for wins. Lucky dog, Chase Elliott finished better than performance of late. Uh, hashtag LT Fantasy. Uh, Eddie at Eddie underscore EG3. Lucky dog, Rowdy Bush brought the brooms on his birthday weekend in Kansas. Lap down, Denny. Seems like he can't cash the opportunity in 21 to get to victory lane. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fans. A lucky dog, Kyle Bush finally gets to victory lane. Had a strong car all day. Lap down NASCAR officiating with the whole tire in the infield debacle. That's unacceptable and inexcusable. I like that. Uh, David at D Flint 14. Haven't heard from you in a minute, brother. Uh, lucky dog Rodney Childers for uh, bringing Kevin Harvick in for tires. Battling back to P2. Lap down NASCAR for leaving the tire there as long as they did. It's either a safety issue or it isn't. Uh, Lisa at LL Chananas. A lucky dog. Me finally picked a winner. Didn't waste a pick. Thank you, Kyle Bush. Told you he was due. Uh, yes, you did. I do remember seeing that. Uh, lap down NASCAR. And that let's wait 15 laps until we call a caution. I like that. Carson at Carson Hagelin. Lucky dog goes to Matt D for finishing fourth. Having three top tens in a row. Lap down to Kyle Larson for ending a dominant day with a 19th place finish. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Lucky dog. Matty D fought issues all day. Raced back to fourth. Lap down Larson came from the back to have to having it slip away at the end 
Checkers or Wreckers at Yellow Oler. Lucky Dog goes to Kevin Harvick with those four fresh tires and finishing second. A lap down goes to JTG. Evan Bell take them both out at the end. And Jumpy Bob closing it out. Lucky Dog, the poor used up Goodyear tire sitting all alone out in the grass. All embarrassed him, briefly the center of attention. A lap down all them folks, obviously smarter than I am, that make a sport out of running the tower. Ha <laughs> ha, like that. All right, those are your tweeted responses. Let's get to your calls on the Wave Around Hotline. Hi, Brandon. It's Matt at Camper News Net. What an incredible finish to the Cup Series race at Kansas. Uh, I'm going to call it this. This is, was an absolute wreck fest at the end of the race today. And uh, if it wasn't for that, I think Kyle Larson, no question about it, absolutely dominant all day. He would have won this race if it wasn't for the wreck fest that occurred at the end of the Cup race. I uh, really feel bad for Kyle Larson. Uh, I do feel, obviously, I think, uh, as she said on Twitter on Sunday, uh, it's going to shake things up in the Fantasy League. That's honestly what I love about the last chapter Fantasy League. You know, um, that's what I feel, especially 10 winners and 11 races now, absolutely incredible. And, you know, it's really competitive in the last chapter Fantasy League this year, and that's what I love about it, competitiveness and you know, keep things really exciting. But anyway, uh, on to my lucky dogs for this week. I got three. Uh, first, Kyle Bush, uh, getting the win on his birthday. Uh, that's absolutely incredible in it, that matter. And especially, it's not that often we get to say that a driver wins on their birthday. Uh, I don't know exactly how many times it's been that a driver's win on their birthday, but that, you know, puts an icing on the cake, in my opinion. Kyle Busch winning on his birthday is absolutely special. Uh, my second lucky dog is going to go to Matty D. Uh, top five finish today. Uh, very good for the team. Uh, very happy for Matty D, and hopefully um, that trend will continue. And my third lucky dog this week, I'm very happy to say, uh, I'm going to be going to be at Dover coming up uh, actually a week from Sunday. So I'm really excited, really looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to, you know, giving my thoughts on the race, on the lucky wave around hotline after the race uh, at Dover. Uh, my last down is going to go to Kyle Larson. Uh, had a dominant day, and then, you know, the rest just messed that all up, and I feel bad for Kyle Larson on that. So, anyway, uh, that is always, Brandon, Last Trap Nation. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you next weekend after the race at Darlington, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Thank you so much, Brandon. Take care. Bye. Oh, Matt, thanks so much for calling in, man. Appreciate you as always. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off your your lap down with Kyle Larson there and and just kind of say, you know, uh, you know, you got to feel for Ryan Blaney, too. Uh, I, I get he was kind of holding Larson up a little bit, wasn't getting up to speed nearly as fast as Larson. Uh, you know, I get you. It's hard to have patience when there's when it's go time. Right. And if he would have just shown a, a, a touch more patience then you know, maybe Blaney would have gotten up to speed, maybe. Maybe Larson would have been able to pass him at, at some point. Uh, but, I mean, he just drove right through him. And I just I don't understand that because it was just wrecking both their days, you know, 
There was only one direction for Blaney to go. He was either going to go into the wall, which Larson would have then hit him, or he was going to go below him, which was going to force Larson up into the wall, which is exactly what happened there. So, yeah, I, I, I just I don't get what the thought process was there for sure. Uh, but, yeah, man, have fun a couple weeks at Dover for sure. Look forward to hearing from you uh, as well. All right, let's get to the next call on the Waver on Hotline. It's the voice of the Waver on Hotline. What's going on with my traffic nation voice the way around not like that racing camps? Kansas. I think most fans of any sport, and it can be any sport you can imagine, one of the most frustrating things that we as fans talk about is instead of the on track, on field court, whatever sport we're talking about, is when the, the, the water cooler conversation is not about what you saw in terms of the sport it's in terms of the officiating um, and i think that's going to be a common theme this week's kansas leading into darlington i don't necessarily think they made the wrong decision for the tire caution but it's frustrating when the end of a race is dominated by not what we saw on track um, and, and we didn't really see a good race on track. I, I think that, that late caution kind of, you know, saved it in a sense and definitely made it more entertaining. But at the end of the day, I still don't know if what we saw was a race that said, you know what, that was a good race. And, and it's going to really not build up as much to just one week after the other. Now, with that being said, we're going to Darlington next week. And we have the big motor at Darlington and the little blade at Darlington. So we're probably going to see the best damn race of the year at Darlington. And I can't wait for that. Uh, my lucky dog of the week is going to be uh, James Dennis championshipless Hamlin driving into the wall and losing a race. That was hilarious, even though it killed me in lap traffic fantasy. But that's okay. I, I'm accepting of that. Uh, lap now is also going to be the whole officiating uh, rant I just went on and I've got to give a lucky dog this week so let's go with KSB Kyle Bush throwback at Darlington can't wait oh Mr. Andrew Cantian yes sir uh, who's been on a little bit of a hot streak lately which is uh, which is awesome uh, I, I love it uh, Cantian man yeah I, I the whole NASCAR tire thing um, you know, if you're gonna throw it, throw it. Like I talked a little bit of, uh, ago about, jeez, I can talk. Talked about a little bit ago. Um, you know, for for me, it's two things. One, tire sitting out there in the infield grass, and it's like, all right, uh, we're gonna let it sit there, then decide to throw a caution. Um, you know, I get the whole possibility of a, of of a crew guy getting into harm's way if guys were to slide across and all that kind of stuff. But it, and which is why they wouldn't allow him to go over the wall and get it and roll it back, which would have taken all of 20 seconds. Um, I get the the potential risk with that, with maybe somebody getting loose, sliding across, turn through. You know, while rare, I get the I, I get the risk there and why th they're not able to do that. On the flip side, if there's so great of risk. In, in not letting them do that and that tire there could call you know then it shouldn't have taken 10 laps to throw that so yeah i get it and i totally get where you're coming from in terms of you never want it to be about the officiating you always want it to be about the on track whether it's on the field football you know uh, an umpire uh you know missing a uh 
a, a blown call at first base that would have uh, allowed a Detroit Tiger to get a, uh, a perfect game a few years ago. Never forget. Uh, I feel you. I, I totally get that. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down segment. Cannot wait for next week after Darlington. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, it is time to close this thing out with some Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. We're picking for all three series this week. Keep the Twitter interaction up. Use the hashtag LTFantasy. Only two races to go in segment one, and we're going to crown a winner. Uh, but right now, joining me on the line, longtime follower, listener, and fantasy player. You can follow him on Twitter at 1985Wagner. It's Scott Wagner. Scott, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, not too bad. Just enjoying the nice weather we got down here in the Midwest. Oh, man. It's like fall again now. uh, Shit, man. We had that exact same thing. Like, it was 75, beautiful, sunny uh, Sunday. Then yesterday, it rained all day. Today, it barely cracked, like, 55. Yeah. I I am ready for some consistent 70-degree weather for sure. But uh, listen, man. uh, First off, listen, I got to tell you, I love... Each week when I post about the show and you retweet it with ear candy and a picture of that car, man. Tell everybody what that hobby is you're working on over there with four wheels. Oh, it's a date night car for the wife and I. 65 Mustang V8 four-speed car. Yes. So just got some interior left to do. uh, Waiting to get it over the exhaust shop so I can get street legal other than uh, no exhaust on it and the cops don't like give me funny looks when i drive around the neighborhood with it so uh you've been working that thing for a minute man yeah i've had the car a year and a half now okay so like i said just needs exhaust and i've got the street legal part down and then i just gotta do the body work and uh reupholster the seats put a headline or a new dash pad in it and she'll be good to go so it'll be out on the road this summer for sure yeah excellent excellent man well listen hey what'd you think about the racing this weekend at kansas uh, it was definitely entertaining, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> Whether that's good or my, bad. My DVR <laughs> didn't cooperate for me on the truck race, yet, unfortunately. But, you know, for what I read and everything else on it, it sounded like it, it was pretty interesting run for them, too. Truck race was good. I mean, you know, Kyle Bush ran away with it. But, you know, as long as you can kind of, you know, appreciate what's going on behind him and, and who's able to compete and give him, you know, some fits every once in a while. Yeah, no, it, it was a. I, I really enjoyed the truck race uh, Saturday night. So, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty good. That's for sure. Uh, listen, man, uh, let's see here. Uh, 109 points. You and, and two other guys scored the highest points possible this weekend. Nice job with the picks there. Uh, you are unfortunately 85th in the standings, but uh, so you got a little work to do. Uh, but hey, we reset in two weeks, so uh, everything's back square. So uh, hopefully, you'll have a little bit better segment too. Yeah, hopefully I quit jinxing the doggone drivers. (laughs) Well, see, you know, all right, so I had eight straight weeks of a plus movement in the standings, and I fell one spot this week. Uh, Could have picked up a a spot or two, but uh, Kyle Larson had to go make a mess of things for me and half the lap traffic fantasy players, but but that's okay. All right, Uh, let's, let's reset the top ten here still. 
In first place, uh, stretching it out a little bit, is uh, Fred LeClaire with 998 points. In second with 974 is John Etwinsel. In third with 970 is Henry Fletcher. In fourth with 964 is Jess Rose. In fifth with 960 is Michael Mason. In sixth with 949 is Brad Carnes. In seventh with 940 is yours truly, the Lat Traffic Podcast. In eighth with 936, and I love the fact that I'm ahead of them by four points is the MOATF podcast. In ninth with 926 is the Blind Spot podcast. And in 10th with 923 is David Mullins. So a uh, couple podcasts represented up there in the top 10, which is cool. Hopefully we hear Scott's name up there uh, when we reset. And we've got, with bonus points, we've got Henry Fletcher, John Edwinsel. Uh Scott, you got three bonus points. So if you can make the playoffs, you got some bonus points that are going to carry through for you, man. Uh, and Tony LeBay uh, all have three and then a bunch of twos and ones and all that good stuff. So, yeah, man, hopefully segment two is a little kinder to you. I hope so. Well, Kyle kind of killed me at Bristol. I figured, well, you know what? You know, he doesn't make the moniker for the playoffs, so you know, I'm going to pick him both. And then everybody decided they didn't want him to be in uh, – <laughs> the top 38 of of each race so right absolutely i i hear you there 100 percent. all right man well what do you say you ready to make some picks yeah i'm ready to go all austin on this week oh ooh, all right little teaser there all right lapped traffic fantasy players we are headed to darlington to throw it back this weekend and remember some iconic paint schemes of our favorite drivers of the past last year kevin harvick dominated him and Denny Hamlin at Darlington. Uh, they each uh, have picked up a couple. Well, Denny, Kevin picked up two wins, Denny with one, and they had some battles for sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, both are still searching for their first win in 2021. Will either of those two guys get to throw it back to victory lane? Uh, former throwback winner Eric Jones picked up two top fives and three top tens last year at Darlington. Does anyone gamble on the 43 this weekend? With only two more weeks to go in segment one, uh, who'd you say for the home stretch? Who can put together that perfect three-race weekend in lap traffic fantasy? Who gets their stripes? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it is time for our pick. Scott, we'll start with you. Who do you have for the truck series? Uh, for the truck series, I'm going to take Austin Hill. Austin Hill, solid pick. Had him this past week myself. Did pretty well for me. I like that pick. I, uh, I'm i going to go with, because i got to protect at this point, uh, I'm going to go with who I think is going to be the league favorite pick this week with John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, but I do like that Austin Hill pick. Uh, Xfinity Series, sir, who you got? I'm going to pick Austin Sendrick. Austin Sendrick. I like that. I'm going to roll with the 20 of Harrison Burton this weekend in the Xfinity Series. And, sir, to close it out, who do you have left for the Cup Series? Boy, the guys I'd like to pick, I, you know, all playoffs, and I've used them already. So I'm going to pick Austin Dillon, Austin, number three. Ooh. And Look go at, Austin across the board. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. He's picked up a surprise 500 win. He's picked up a surprise Coke 600 win. You know, I, he's good. I would not. That's a great. I think that's a great pick this weekend. I love that. Uh, I was looking and I actually have Denny Hamlin left. So I'm going to roll with the 11 Denny Hamlin this weekend and see what happens. Well, Lap Traffic Nation, those are our picks. 
Uh, make sure you go follow Scott at 1985Wagner on social media. Sir, great to have you on. Good luck this weekend, and uh, look forward to catching up with you soon, man. Yep, good luck to you. I can't wait to hear the podcast because I enjoy following Spencer on Twitter, so Excellent. he's a character. Yes, well, the, the ear candy will be ready for it in about 10 or 15 minutes. All righty, sounds good. All right, man, we'll catch you later. Yep, have a good one, Brandon. Thanks, you too. We'll see you. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 238 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, and of course, Twitter at Lap Traffic PC. Less than 100 to go in the giveaway. Can't wait to give that uh, prize pack away. Huge thanks to Spencer Boyd, Paul, and Jared with Five Lakes Coffee, Brian Newdorf, and Scott Wagner for calling in. Uh, next week, He's been on Race Hub, and he's a reporter and editor at tobychristie.com. It's Michael Carey. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.